Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down today's slate for you guys. Uh, Definitely think it's a pretty good one. We got nine games here today, so let's get started with them. Uh, Just to note, uh, podcast is sponsored, sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And over there on Fantasy Draft, we have a 7.30 lock time. Uh, sometimes it matches up right where Fantasy Draft, they just kick off one of the games and, uh, you know, helps us with news, which is very great, and also helps us be able to make our uh, lineups. If we're making teams on FanDuel and DraftKings, right, then we, uh, you know, can head on over to Fantasy Draft afterwards and make our team. So it's a little nicer for them. They're uh, for the people. Uh, so, yeah, definitely love that. And, uh, yeah, head on over there again. Sign up for contests now, and then don't forget, head on over after, you know, 7 to finalize some stuff over there on Fantasy Draft at 7.30. But, We'll still talk about the first game. We have the Toronto Raptors and the Indiana Pacers. And looking at this first game, I mean, we do have some injury news here with the Toronto side of the ball. They are still kind of shorthanded. So there are going to be some guys that we should have some interest in. Uh, Looking at that, we have, uh, you know, Sabonis on the Raptors. I mean, on the uh, Indiana side, he is going to be out for this game. Uh, so he won't be in. Then we have Norman Powell. He is doubtful for this game, so that's definitely something to look at for sure uh, and just kind of watch and uh, you know be mindful of. Uh, I think Fred Van Vliet is definitely going to be someone that we're going to want to look at as a interesting value play here uh, in this game. He's been pretty good uh, as of recently, and you know, with Powell being down, that could definitely uh, help them out a little bit. Uh, I love targeting Pacers with big men, so I understand if you want to play Jonas Valanciunas, I get it. It makes some sense, but man, like, look at FanDuel's price. 7.5k for Jonas Valanciunas? Man, I really don't want to have to pay that price tag. 6.6 on DraftKings, that still feels kind of pricey. And over on Fantasy Draft, I mean, he's not over there, so we don't have to worry about that. But like, either way, that price is really expensive on a guy like Valanciunas. I think I'm going to pass on that. And probably most of the Toronto side of the ball. If I target anyone, I'm just going to take the cheap price in Kyle Lowry. I like his price around the industry, and I think he's a fine play. Uh, you know, OG Anubi, it seems like he's he's going to be uh, playing in this game. And he's really cheap, right? He's the minimum. So uh, I guess you can make an argument there if you know he's going to get the minutes. But coming back from an uh, injury and whatnot, probably going to be a stay away spot. It's really just uh, Kyle Lowry is, I think, my main target on the Raptors side of the ball. And that, that's kind of it. Uh, if I look at the Indiana Pacers, Oh, that's another one. Like, uh, you know, with Sabonis being down, that's definitely going to help guys like uh, Miles Turner and Thaddeus Young a little bit. I think they're okay plays, but not guys I'm, like, going crazy about. I think this is a pretty uh, pretty good slate and one that we don't have to, like, worry about some of these other games. I think, like, Toronto and Indiana is just one I don't want to get a ton of exposure to. Uh, Oladipo, I understand if you want to play him. I totally get it. But I just think he's, uh, you know, he's too priced up for my liking uh, on this slate. I just don't think he's going to fit my pers- my my construction personally so this is a game uh you know totals at 200 and uh 13.5 uh raptors are three and a half point favorites uh, i get if you want to you know say oh maybe the game's gonna stay close uh you know hits overtime sure if you want to game stack it go for it but for me personally i don't like this game i'm gonna pass on this one 
All right, let's move on to the next game. We have the Philadelphia 76ers and the New York Knicks. And uh, then the Knicks are definitely going to be a, an interesting situation to watch here going forward. We have Tim Hardaway Jr., who was held out of practice. He got hurt the other day at the end of the game. I'm sure you know he's a guy that's a, a big part of their franchise, it seems like, right now at this time. I feel like they're not really going to push him or anything like that. Also on the Sixers side of the ball, we have uh, TLC, Timothy, I don't know how to say the rest so I'm not even going to attempt it, but TLC, he is going to be uh, questionable for this game, so that is something to note as well, and also Lance Thomas. Uh, uh, we'll have to see. You know, He had uh, personal reasons. He was uh, out the last game, and he's uh, questionable for Thursday, so there's definitely a little bit of value to be had on some, uh, some of the sides of the ball, but let's talk about the Knicks first and kind of what we want to do with them. Uh, with the Knicks, it's like if Tim Hardaway Jr.'s out, uh, we saw that the Knicks rotation was kind of tight and really good at, at a time, and they were just playing all those three guards between Amudier, Burke, and Nicolina. I think if, if Hardaway Jr.'s out, I mean, it's just going to secure them even more, and I think just make them like really interesting plays, especially the way Trey Burke played last game. Trey Burke only played 14 minutes, and I'm telling you, like Trey, like, Trey Burke absolutely crushed. I mean, he did... Very, very, very well. So, uh, yeah, definitely have to like, uh, you know, Trey Burke in this game. I think if you, if we feel good that he's going to get the minutes with Tim Hardaway Jr. out, I think there's a ton of upside here for him. So I think he's a really interesting play. It's going to be one of those things that we really have to monitor and see what Jeff Hornacek is saying about how they're going to play their guys. But, again, it's 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 the Knicks are pretty unpredictable. Like You have to realize when you're rostering the Knicks, there's a lot of unpredictability with these guys. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, how, how we need to approach this team at this time. Uh, if we look at some like small forwards, I think this could be a good spot for Michael Beasley now. Like He got 32 minutes last game. We're seeing the minutes trending upward. 22, 29, 32 minutes. Uh, with Tim Hardaway Jr. being down, there's a lot of shots to go up. We know Michael Beasley isn't scared to shoot, so I understand him as a tournament play, so I think that could be interesting. And then the front court, man, I just, I don't know what t- Jeff is going to do. It's really frustrating. Uh, you know, if Kyle Quinn's going to get a pile of minutes, I could understand, but he's going against a guy like Embiid, so possible foul trouble. I think that's probably a good stay away spot. Uh, maybe it's Enos Cantor day because of that. I don't know. It's Jeff Hornacek, guys. It's a very frustrating spot. Don't think we need to be going crazy with this game anyways. This is not what I want to get a crazy amount of exposure to. Uh, 217 total is nice, but there's uh, just other good games on this slate that I'd rather target. So I'm not going to go too crazy with these Knicks plays here. Looking at the Sixers, though... Embiid, he's a guy I think we're going to want to look at, uh, you know, going to be priced up. I think center is a really loaded position to have. I mean, absolutely loaded. It's going to be very similar to quarterback in NFL. If you play NFL DFS, quarterback ownership is always spread out. It's very rare that one guy is just getting a condensed amount, condensed amount of ownership. And I really don't think you have to worry about uh, who's going to be high owned and who's not going to be at this point. It's just, I think it's going to be all over the place at center today. So yeah, uh, Embiid, I think he's going to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good play like him here in this spot. Covington is uh, getting priced up now. That's the one where I have with him. I know he's playing really well. I totally understand that he's playing much better. Uh, FanDuel 6K, I'm still a little skeptical. I don't really want to dive in on that price tag. I think I'm going to pass. Uh, on DraftKings, we have Covington's price at 6.1. Yeah, it's still a little pricey for me. And then Fantasy Draft, we have his price at, let's see... 11.8k uh, he's fine but I again I just I don't know I'm not buying that this is like Covington's like back to his old self I'm really not just all in on that uh Dario Sarge I think he's an okay play I mean get it you can play these guys like 
Saric and Embiid in the front court. I think you can definitely take advantage of the Knicks there right now at this current time. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going crazy with them. And Simmons, Ben Simmons is just too priced up, man. I'm not going to play him. I will pass on that. And again, this is not a game I'm absolutely in love with. So uh, I'm okay with kind of just uh, not getting too much crazy exposure. For me, it's really Embiid is the guy I want on the Sixers side of the ball. And on the Knicks, it's like uh, some of those guards uh, with Hardaway Jr. Uh, possibly being out and like uh, Michael Beasley are the main guys I'm looking at that I think I feel the feel the best about. And if you force me to pick a guard, I'll go with Trey Burke on the Knicks side of the ball. The next game is the uh, Charlotte Hornets and the Atlanta Hawks. This game is a 220 total. Definitely a game to, uh, I think, look at here because uh, Charlotte, they've been really kind of condensed with who's getting the usage and who's getting a lot of the production. And this is against a Hawks team that we know is really bad. Uh, I do worry about a blowout a little bit, but again, the Hornets are not that good of a team, so I think we don't have to worry too much about it. It's something that obviously when you see the Hawks in this late, you worry about it, but I think we'll be okay here. Nick Batum is too priced up for my liking, and off that big game, he has the possibility to dud, so I, I think I'm just staying away. Like, I'm not paying 7.8K on FanDuel, 7.8K on DraftKings. That's just really expensive for Nick Batum, so I think I'm going to pass on him. Uh, yeah, 14.1K on Fantasy Draft. I, I mean, it's okay, but I, I don't know. I just think Nick Batum is too priced up right now. I get he has upside. He could obviously crush here, but... I don't really want to play him in this spot. Uh, Kemba Walker, he's got some upside there too, but I don't think I'm spending my money at point guard there. I really like Dwight Howard if he forced me to pick another center that I'm going to like. We know he hates the Hawks after what happened. He basically said like he was out for blood, I think, the last game. I forget what the narrative. I obviously know the narrative was there, but I'm trying to remember like what the exact quote was that he said. He basically said he was going to go crazy on them, and this is in Atlanta, uh, you know, former hometown. Team shipped him out, so I-, I could see him definitely going for a big game here in this spot against a Hawks team that struggles up front with guys like Deadman Collins and Mike Muscala. I'm just not worried about them at all. Hawks out of the ball, you know, Tyler Dorsey was really chalky the last time out there. Will he be chalky again? Probably not because he was a giant dud. Uh, I still think he's an interesting value. I still think he's a guy that could get there if he's going to see those uh, minutes that he's seen. Uh, I think he's someone that we should definitely still consider. I think he's more of a tournament play, though, than a cash game play. Uh, you know, it's a great price tag, but, uh, you know, there's the possibility of the low upside with the eight, 18 minutes, right? There's a, The floor is too low for him. I get that he can play 27 minutes, 32. Like, he's had those decent minute games but there's too much risk for him where i don't really want to mess around with him in my cash game construction i do think torian prince is interesting he's way too priced up on Fanduel. they priced him up at 7k uh, i get it with kent baysmore out he's going to be very interesting but i'm going to stay away from him let's see what DraftKings did with his price torian prince is 6.8k yes yeah, so they're pretty on the ball too I just think Torian Prince has too much possible downside. I get he put up a ton of shots last time out there, but I don't know. I think I'm going to stay away. If I play him anywhere, it'll be on uh, Fantasy Draft for 12.7K, where I don't think they priced him up enough. So yeah, that's about it for me on uh, Torian Prince. And a lot of these other Hawks, I don't think this is the side of the ball I really want to get too much exposure to. Uh, I think it's fine. Like Just Prince and Dorsey are guys I'd probably take a couple chances on, but not going to go too crazy with them. But 220 total is something you definitely want to get some exposure to. And hey, uh, Dwight Howard, we know uh, his time there was very frustrating with Atlanta, and he went off on them earlier in the season, so I could see it happening again here in this spot. Let's move on to the next game, and this is one that I like a lot. It's the uh, Los Angeles Clippers and the Houston Rockets, 224 total. Uh, Clippers are playing pretty fast, but the Rockets are kind of playing slower than than you'd expect. Uh, But this is definitely a game we want to look at. And the one problem I have with the Clippers, and I've kind of had this issue with them recently, is they're just kind of a little priced up, uh, you know, for the situations that they were in. 
Lou Williams, his price has gone down a little bit, and this is a great game environment for him, so I kind of like him. I worry about Tobias Harris's price tag. I think Tobias Harris is a good player. I think he could have, have a very nice game, but uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to pay that price on him. Uh, Harold Montrezl, Herrezel, that's what I like to call him. I know he's had a couple down games. Don't know why the minutes have been down. Maybe uh, I think it's more so because of what DeAndre Jordan has been doing and the amount of minutes that he has seen. So I worry about Harrell a little bit. think he's a guy that we can just stay away from. But Jordan in tournaments, I mean, this could be a massive spot for him. So he's someone that I would definitely be uh, looking at. I, he's, again, one of those other centers that I talked about. But for me, Lou Williams is probably my favorite clipper to get exposure to. Uh, Austin Rivers, I, I understand that he is upside at his price. But with Chris Paul defense, I think I'll stay away. And again, I think the guy that I prefer is Lou Williams. Don't mind Tia Dosich as maybe a, an interesting uh, value play that has some upside, but not, not, not too crazy about it. I just think at that price, he does have a little bit of upside. Let's go on to the rocket side of the ball and kind of figure out what we're going to do here. Uh, Clint Capella, he's dealing a thumb issue, but he's really cheap. That's kind of the thing. And he's probable. So I'm expecting him to play, but the price tag on FanDuel, 7.4K, I'll pass on that. I talked about all those great centers on this slate. Don't need to worry about him over there. The key is, what do we do with him on DraftKings? He's 6.3K. Way too cheap for Clint Capella. Just a price that we don't normally see. I think he's in playing cash games, in playing your tournaments. I understand he's been very frustrating recently. Trust me, I've been rostering him too, but Clint Capella, I think we got to ship him out uh, and uh, on FanDuel. And then DraftKings, I think he's a guy that we want to definitely get some exposure to. Uh, let me make sure to see Fantasy Drafts and see what they have him at because that'll be important as well because we can play tons of centers over there. And it seems like a night to play a lot of centers. All right, 12.8K on Clint Capella. I like that price too. He's someone I want to get some exposure to. Uh, when you look at the studs of the night, is James Harden the stud of the night that you want? That is the question. Uh, I think he's one, I think he's in the in the conversation. I think it's like there's not like a clear cut stud that I'm just like uh, head over heels for. I, I I think all of them have some concerns, right? Uh, James Harden, he's got you know the, a lot. There's a lot of guys that are back now and healthy and whatnot. And he's priced up. Uh, I think he's in a really good spot. But you also have like a guy like Anthony Davis who you fear not having because of what he's done. But then he's in a spot against the Spurs, which can be really concerning because hey, it's the Spurs, slower tempo team and whatnot. And then you have LeBron James. Uh, I think he's you know. I think he's a great player right now and whatnot. But, hey, the Blazers have been a little bit better on defense too. And uh, I don't know. I just don't know if uh, – I don't know if I definitely need a guy like LeBron for sure. So it's not just like I see like a team like, you know, we don't have like LeBron against the Suns, right, like the other night where it just seemed like a smash bot or like Anthony Davis against the Magic, something like crazy. So I think there's uh, some some pluses and minuses from all these guys. But I like Harden. I think he's in play. I think he's someone to definitely consider. Chris Paul in fantasy draft, 16.6K. That's a fair price, but I don't know if I, it's not one of them where I'm really just jamming him in. I know Chris Paul's kind of had that price tag recently where we just uh, want to get exposure, but like 8.6K on DraftKings. Again, that's not like the territory I want him. I more so prefer him at like 7.8K. Sure, he can have like a really uh, good game at this price still. There's still upside there, but uh, I don't know. Not going crazy with Chris Paul exposure on this slate. If it's to anyone, I think it's going to be James Harden for me. I'm not going to mess around with any of these other fringe guys like the Eric Gordon, Gerald Green, Joe Johnson. Just don't think I have to go crazy. It's really just me uh, looking at Capella and Harden and focusing on them, I think, in this game mostly. But that's about it for this game. Let's head over to the next one. The next thing we got is not one that, like, you know, we're going to be firing up on TV. People are not going to be like, hey, uh, you know, your your friends are not going to be saying, hey, let's turn off the March Madness at Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the Bulls and the Memphis Grizzlies. Maybe you are because you have some exposure to Noah Vonley, who's going to be a very popular DFS option. But, again, not one of the most fun games to watch uh, today. 
211.5 total, uh, one and a half point spread uh, with the Chicago Bulls as underdogs. But Noah Vonley, he is going to be a guy we want to get a ton of exposure to. I think the way we're going to want to work with the Bulls is really watch their news uh, leading up the lineup lock. The the beat writers have been very uh, honest with us and telling us a lot of good information. So be on the lookout and just make sure you're following what the beat writers are saying because they have been very uh, good to us recently. And I think they'll give us enough news uh, around 6.30 where we'll know, hey, maybe like one guy like Robin Lopez, they said, was only going to play around like the first quarter and whatnot. So that was something that was uh, obviously pretty helpful. And like we just knew that uh, Noah Volley was going to get run. And I think we're going to have to play him here in this spot. If we do get word that a guy like, you know, Rob Lopez is not going to get a ton of run, uh, that's going to open up spots for Bobby Portis, right? Uh, everyone was saying, oh, we have to play Noah Vonley. And agreed, I played Noah Vonley in that spot the other day. But don't forget about Bobby Portis. Why are we not playing him too? He played 27 minutes, had 37.3 Fandle points, and... Uh, I mean, I just don't see how Bobby Portis does not do well too here, especially if Nor- Laurie Markinen is out. Uh, it says he won't join the team for Memphis, so I'm assuming he's still going to be out. So yeah, I mean, I just don't see how we don't have interest in him as well. I just there's if Robin Lopez still plays that same amount of minutes, I think that's fair. I uh, don't want to sleep on Cristiano Felicio. He did play 29 minutes against the the Clippers. Understand this is not an easy matchup for them. I, I totally get it. Uh, Marcus All is not going to be the easiest spot, but I'll say this: he is playing 29 minutes. He is really cheap. I think he's more of a tournament play than a cash game play. My, my big concern is, hey, it's Marc Gasol, right? He can definitely get himself into f- some foul trouble. I can see them going small and putting Bobby Portis at the five and then putting uh, a guy like Noel Vonley more at the four and then just really spacing things out at the three, uh, one, and two. So I do slightly worry about Felicio and getting in some foul trouble. But again, I think Bobby Portis is the guy I'm really keying in on with, along with Vonley. Vonley is like the chalk, and then I think Bobby Portis is the guy we don't want to forget as well. Uh, David Nuaba and Denzel Valentine, these guys, again, I think they're guys you can mix and match throughout your lineups, but eh, I'm not going too crazy over them. I think they're fine, whatever, but again, this is Memphis, slower-paced team. Don't want to go crazy about that. Justin Holiday, he looks like he's going to sit again, so that's going to be good for a guy like Zach Levine. think we could have some interest in him. Same with the Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn, where you can find him cheap enough, I think he's a fine play, and you can have some interest in him, like Jerry and Grant's going to sit, so that's going to be good for them. Uh, a guy like Cameron Payne, he's been pretty decent uh, recently. I think he's more of like a deep tournament play. If you find out he's getting more more run, that would be great. 21 minutes, 20, 17, and 22 minutes, all over 20 fantasy points. That's great. If I hear he's going to play like a little bit more, say they say, hey, he's going to get more run, I think then that makes things interesting. Uh, if you were watching Twitter before Locked, they said like that, that Antonio Blanky guy was going to get some decent run and hey he got 21 minutes last game again uh the reason i'm saying this is not so you can play antonio blankney but more so to stress if you're following these chicago beat writers these guys are going to give us i think some good information so if you're following this uh and they say hey maybe they say hey cameron Payne is gonna get a little bit of extended run and you kind of don't know what minutes it is and it's like i don't know if i should take a shot it sounds like that it's worth uh buying in on so again these bulls are more of a team that are more so watching uh, during lineup lock, when it gets closer and closer, the main guys I'm keying in on are Noah Vonley and Bobby Porter. So I feel really good about them. And then the backcourt, I'm kind of waiting to see what the beat writers are saying and uh, looking at my uh, you know model and projections, and then kind of going from there. But I think that Chris Dunn is probably the best play in the backcourt if I had to pick. All right, let's go over to the next game. We have the. New Orleans Pelicans and the San Antonio Spurs, 219.5 point total. And man, how do we avoid, like, how do we not play Spurs here? Like, uh, I just, the Pelicans are so bad on defense. This is a great spot for them. Uh, I want to get exposure to the Spurs, no doubt in my mind. Uh, I know uh, Kawhi Leonard, there's talks of him coming back, uh, you know, 
he was hopeful to return, but uh, he's not going to be available now. So this is going to be good for us, right? If Kawhi was back, it would definitely make some things uh, concerning. But, man, LaMarcus Aldridge, I think he's a guy you want to have a ton of interest in. The amount of usage he sees, uh, you know, definitely has upside here in this spot. I like LaMarcus Aldridge. think that he's going to be a pretty solid play. Also agree, I think Pau Gasol could be a good play. I'm expecting a double big man lineup from them, which means we'll get some, uh, you know, double big man lineups from the Pelicans, which means that Mecca Okafor will be coming play as an interesting value, too. I think he's someone to consider here. Rudy Gay is an okay play. My concern is the minutes. 19 minutes, 23, 22, 15, 14. There's just not a lot of upside there. So I'm going to pass on it unless I hear from the beat writers that Rudy Gay is getting extended run or if like a Kyle Anderson is out and then I know he has to get run. Same with Kyle Anderson though, right? Very frustrating. 22 minutes, 14, 25. Uh, it's just the last three games have been really frustrating. Maybe he goes back like Golden State, he played 33 minutes and then 25 against Memphis. Maybe it goes back to there, but it's quite concerning. I do like playing wing players against the Pelicans, so it makes sense. Like this, I could see this being a Kyle Anderson Rooney Gay spot, but I worry about the minutes. It's very frustrating for me. So I'm not going to go too crazy with uh, these Spurs. I think it's like easy to be like, hey, I want to jam them in because it's the Pelicans' defense. But the problem is we kind of did this the other day against Orlando, and I mean, or against the Rockets, it was sorry, and it made sense, right? It made a lot of sense to jam these guys in, but I, I don't know. It's just. It's really frustrating right now, uh, so I'm a little little concerned. I don't want to go too crazy with Spurs. I think we need to temper our expectations a little bit, but understand this is a good spot. I didn't mention DeWanta Murray, or however you say his name. Uh, I think he's an okay play, but I worry about his price, and he's a little priced up. I don't think we have to go him, but I think he's in play. He's in the player pool for me in the conversation. Uh, but mainly I want to key in on like LaMarcus Aldridge and Pau Gasol. I just think they're going to get a pretty good run here. Uh, I'm okay with it, uh, and I think that they're, they're in play because the Pelicans will probably likely go big. So yeah, that's about it for uh, the Spurs side of the ball. It's a lot with the Pelicans, and I mean, it's obviously not the greatest pace game, but I think Anthony Davis, he just has a ton of upside. I think he's in play. Uh, just I'll just read you the game logs. It's very simple. 70.3, 79.7, 42.5, 76.5, 57, 47.5, 96, 53, 96. I mean, it's just all over the place. Just great raw points. Uh, I think he's going to be a stud that's in play in the conversation, and you want to get some exposure. So you're going to be scared to have zero Anthony Davis if you're building multiple lineups. One guy that I think is going to be a really good play on this slate, and I, I, I think the price is up. I get it. It can be a little concerning, and he can draw some Danny Green defense, but I like Drew Holiday. He's kind of popping for me today. Uh, and he's just a guy that seems so safe for 40 almost any time out there, and he even has upside. So I kind of like him. I, if you're forcing me to pick between Rondo and Drew, I'm, I know the price is a little different, but I feel a lot better with Drew right now. And uh, Rondo, I'm going to pass on here. Don't think this is a spot for him. I think this is really going to be a nice Drew Holiday game, so I like him. I like Etwan Moore. I think he's going to be a good value play. Uh, I like his price, and I think there's uh, I think there's enough uh, upside here in safety, which is the minutes, so I like Etwan Moore a little bit. I think I'll pass on Miritich. I don't want to go crazy with him. I know he's he's been struggling recently, and I worry about the minutes a little bit this game. I know when they go double bigs with Okafor and they uh, you know put in their Davis, it's just, I worry that they're going to go too much uh, big lineups, and then Miritich kind of loses enough minutes where I don't really want to play him. That's about it for this game, though. Let's head over to the next one. We have the Detroit Pistons and the Denver Nuggets. This game is a 216 total, and definitely one I think uh, I want to play some guys in. I think uh, this is obviously a spot like Andre Drummond and Jokic. I think both of them have upside. I get it if you want to play him, sure. But I don't know. I don't think they're guys I'm really jamming in. I think the guy, if you force me to jam in someone on the Pistons, I think it's Blake Griffin. He's the guy I think I really like here. 
I just don't see how we can get away from him. It's just this price tag is cheap around the industry. I'm not normally big on Blake Griffin, but he's also like a streaky kind of basketball player. I think this is a great spot for him to streak. I get it. Utah was a tough spot. Uh, he, I thought he was going to do better there. I thought that all the uh, you know all the type of usage would be funneled to him with Gobert down low and whatnot, but. Uh, it just didn't work out, uh, and I'm okay with going back to Blake Griffin. I think this is a good spot for him, so I like him. He's going to be someone that I put in my player pool and definitely consider. Reggie Bullock is questionable for this game. If Reggie Bullock doesn't play, I think Luke Kennard is an interesting value. Uh, not one I'm going to go crazy with, but again, I just think his price is too cheap. Played him the other day, and he did me well, so it's kind of one of those things I, I got lucky with him in tournaments, I feel like. And the last three games have been nice, right? 30 minutes, 31, 36, and then here's the game logs, 19.7, 24.2, I just think he's safe for 20 uh, at this price and has a little bit of upside, and this is a good game environment. So if a guy like Reggie Bullock sits... I'm going to consider Luke Kennard as a value, uh, and I, I don't think it's a terrible play. Not going to mess around with Ish Smith that much. I, I get it. I like to attack guards with uh, you know against the Nuggets, but I don't think it's a, you know Ish Smith's been struggling recently. I don't really want to mess around with him here. I like Paul Millsap a little. I think this is, this could be a good spot for him, but I worry about the price. It's kind of a little bit uh, too much for me. 7K on uh, Fanduel is pretty pricey. Uh, if we go over to DraftKings here, let's see what his price is. He is. 6.1, so prefer him way much over there. So uh, that's definitely something to do. I'll do that uh, and get exposure to him on there rather than FanDuel. And then uh, Fantasy Draft, 11.5K. I like that price. So definitely think that we should be uh, considering Paul Millsap here at that price tag. The guards, I think Jamal Murray has got it. Has upside a lot of the time. I get it. If you want to target Ishmael's defense, if you're a truther and during that, I'm not going to talk you out of it. But probably someone I won't end up really playing too much on this slate that's about it for this game for me uh let's head over to the next one and this is one i like a lot the phoenix suns and the utah jazz the total may not be what you uh expect from a phoenix suns game at 212 total but man i think this is a really good spot for a lot of these uh utah guys uh I'm definitely gonna want to get exposure to them on the slate if we're looking at him like Ricky Rubio uh 7.4k on Fandle is pricey but I do think there's upside there I understand uh you know he's been streaking but the last game out there was a little frustrating but I do think that Ricky Rubio could do well here same with Donovan Mitchell I think he's a little priced up for me and I'd rather just pivot to Devin Booker in the same game I understand Devin Booker is not going to be uh you know one of my favorite plays against the Utah you're saying hey why am I playing uh Devin Booker against Utah, but he's kind of like Damian Lillard, right? He's going to chug up a lot of shots, and we can't really attack Gobert down low. So this is a good upside spot for Booker. I think in tournaments, he's a really interesting play. Uh, I think Joe Ingles, he's a little priced up for my liking, but man, the game logs look nice. So uh, if you play him in cash, I don't hate it, but not a guy I'm really going to go too crazy with. Uh, same with Josh Jackson too, uh, and, and like TJ Warren. I'm looking at small forwards right now. I, I, I like what TJ Warren and the upside that TJ Warren and Josh Jackson can offer, but I do worry about them in this matchup a little bit. So I'll kind of stay away from them. Didn't talk about Elf Payton at point guard, but I think he's upside at the current price he's at, but he's been struggling recently. I think it's a fine spot to just stay away. I don't think we need to go crazy with it. The guy I really want to talk about is Rudy Gobert, and I know the price is up. That's kind of one of the concerns. If you look at his price, he is uh, 16.1K on Fantasy Draft. Let's see, DraftKings, he is um, 8.8K. And then FanDuel, he's 9.5K. I mean, the price is up, but I, the upside is so good here, and it's just a safe play. So I get it if you want to play him. Again, center is just loaded at the top, so it's going to be one of those things uh, – 
you can tell yourself in a lot of these guys. Uh, but definitely going to want to make sure I get like guys like Noah Vonley as a value and like even like a Clint Capella this cheap price. So I don't know. It seems like these 9K centers are really great tournament plays. Uh, and like rather rather them in tournaments than cash here, uh, the more and more that I keep thinking about it. But yeah, Utah again. I know the, the prices seem a little little hefty, but I think they're guys that you definitely want to consider. Like Rubio, seven point two on DraftKings. Mitchell's only seven point four, uh, and this is the Suns' uh, fast-paced game. Going to be guys you want to definitely target. Uh, and then that's about it on the Sun side of the ball. Don't love a ton of guys, but it's really Devin Booker. If I'm going to correlate with anyone, Devin Booker is the one that I really, really want to uh, get exposure to in tournaments. I think he's a good play. So to the next game, we got the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers and the Portland Trailblazers. This is a 222 total. Definitely something to uh, want to target. And more and more, I think about it. I don't know, man. Like LeBron just seems like the guy. I'm, you know, I'm thinking I want to play. I think he's the guy I want to get the most exposure to right now. Uh, depends how value all shakes out, but I think he's the guy I want. Uh, I, I get it, it's Anthony Davis, and he's been a beast recently, but I don't know, LeBron just seems like he's going to be the guy that I end up gravitating to on this slate today. Late night hammer too, so that's obviously going to be nice as well. Uh, have to like that, and uh, yeah, I think this is, they're kind of getting must-win territory too. I know the Pelicans are in that too, but the Cavs got to hold them to that three spot, and there's definitely some pressure on them, and uh, d- definitely have to, you know, the minutes are going to be secure, going to have to like that. Larry Nance is also uh, dealing with a bit of an injury. Uh, you know, they said he was fine, but man, if Larry Nance doesn't play, man, how many minutes is LeBron going to have to play? What kind of more usage is he going to get? Just seems like he's got to do so much lifting for this team. So, like LeBron, obviously, talked about him enough. He's good at basketball. We all understand that. Uh, Tristan Thompson, he's still out. Uh, I, I'm guessing, man. So if uh, if we get a guy like uh, Larry Nance out, like a guy like Ante Zizek, he could be a, an interesting value that maybe gets some run. I know Jeff Green will be a guy that we definitely want to get some exposure to. When Nance went down, he played 27 minutes, had 34.3 Vandal points. I think Jeff Green could be a really good value play if we get the Nance news, but this game comes late, so we have to kind of wait and see what's going to happen. Kyle Korver, he played pretty good last game, and I expect him to just go back to the well with him here. I think if you want to go him as a value, I, I get it. I understand it. He's not someone you're jamming in or anything like that. But if you're building a game stack and he fits your last spot, I think that's fine. Uh, but, you know, he, it looks like he's got the starting job. And uh, J.R. Smith is definitely a little frustrated about that, I'm sure. So that'll be good for Korver uh, and gives him a little bit of a boost. George Hill's price is still too cheap. Uh, I don't think this is a good matchup for him, so I'm just going to stay away. But if you think he has the upside, I wouldn't talk you off it. But I'm definitely thinking that I'd rather not pay this price, like, you know, around this range for a guy like George Hill. I just worry about the upside in tournaments. Uh, I like Damian Lillard a lot here in this spot. I think this is a great spot for his upside. I think he could absolutely crush. If you have the salary for him at point guard, I think you should get exposure to him. CJ McCollum too, I, I get it. These guys just combine for so many points and so much usage for this team, so I think that they make sense. Probably won't mess around with any of these fringe guys. If, if you told me like at the forward position who's a guy you might want to get exposure to, maybe Alfred Aminu because he's going to be needed on the floor a lot. Uh, to guard LeBron, I, I think Aminu could just get enough minutes where it makes some sense. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Not going to get too much crazy exposure to Portland here. That's about it for the slate, though, guys. Uh, again, I think it's a pretty interesting one overall. I don't think there's like just these spots where we want to, uh, you know, for sure target, right? We got like the obvious plays like the Noah Vonleys. We got the Los Angeles Clippers and the Houston Rockets. That's a game that people are going to want to target. Uh, the, the, you know, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers in Portland is going to be another game to target. 
and the Pelicans and and uh, San Antonio Spurs. Those are gonna be like three games that I think people are definitely focusing on. I think this is a good game stack now. If you're building like tournament teams, make sure to focus on game stack. There's not like these uh, you know certain games that uh, are just kind of. You know, there's not that obvious game like the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers where everyone's playing in that game, right? I think there's enough games with all these different spread out totals where you can kind of get creative with your uh, game stacks, and that might might give you a little bit of edge on the field, and just you already have lower ownership. And if you hit that game stack right, you'll be in really great shape. But that about do it for me, guys. Thanks a lot for joining. If you have any questions, uh, always give me a uh, shout out on Twitter. It's at Travis Mangone. Give me a follow. It's T R A V I S M A N G O N E. Also, always willing to you know. Give me any criticism on the, on uh, Twitter. Say, hey, uh, rather you do this on the next podcast. Uh, we do the weekend grind. Uh, I'll do that on Saturday and Sunday with Josh. If you ever have any suggestions of things that we can do to make it better or make the uh, the fantasy fix better, just let me know. Uh, as long as you say it nicely, don't, uh, don't be mean about it, and I'll be happy to try to find ways to improve some stuff for you guys. So, again, thanks a lot for joining me, uh, and uh, good luck tonight in your DFS contests, everyone. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only.